Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. What is the secret to a meaningful life? In a poem entitled, Were I to Teach a Course on God, Nancy Schaffer writes, I would teach God with plates of pomegranates. As strange as it may sound, pomegranates have a close history with the divine. The pomegranate is a picture of our new and successful life in the Lord Jesus Christ. All this week on Daily Devotion, we're going to be looking at some great and forgotten metaphors in Scripture. Today, let's start with the pomegranate. What is a pomegranate? A sweet, tart fruit. This red and yellow fruit is somewhat larger than an apple. It's rough, wrinkly on the outside, but sparkles on the inside. In mythology, it's the fruit of the underworld. In the Quran, it's the fruit of paradise. It ripens from September to January. This fruit grows atop a tree in the myrtle family. It's commonly found along the Mediterranean. Most importantly, it is one of the seven blessings of the promised land. You may recall what the seven blessings were in Deuteronomy 8. Wheat, barley, vines, fig trees, olive oil, honey, and pomegranates. You may also recall when the spies were scouting out the promised land. They brought back grapes, figs, and yes, pomegranates to the children of Israel. Egypt was known for her cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But the pomegranate was part of the promise of Canaan's land. So when Egypt was gone and Canaan arrived, one of the evidences of this new blessed life was the pomegranate. The pomegranate has seven beauties, and I believe when you look at each of the beauties, you see the successful overcoming life in the Lord Jesus Christ. The first beauty is a blessed life. Crossing from the dryness of the wilderness into Canaan's land is suggestive of regeneration. Think of it. The Israelites had left Egypt, passed through the Red Sea, marched under the cloud to enter the land of blessing. The pomegranate represents a new life in the Lord Jesus Christ. Israel had passed from death to life and had exited the old place of cursing for a new place of blessing. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Another facet of the pomegranate can be seen in the high priest's garments. Along the hem of his garments hung tiny pomegranates fashioned from material. We read that in Exodus 28. The pomegranates hanging from the high priest's garments were to be made with fabrics of three colors of the holy place, blue, purple, and scarlet. Each pomegranate alternated with a golden bell. The priest's vestures began at the top with a crown that read, Holiness unto the Lord and it finished with a hymn of golden bells and pomegranates. From head to toe, the high priest displayed 
a holy life. And that's the second beauty we see within the pomegranate. That metaphor of a successful life is also a picture of a holy life. In Solomon's psalm, the righteous are called an orchard of pomegranates. The pomegranates indicate holy lives. We too are a royal priesthood, the apostle Peter said. The holy life is a combination of golden bells and pomegranates. Notice that the bell precedes the pomegranate. The sound comes before the fruit. Our words should be followed by our walk. First the sound, then the fruit. The New Testament church began with a sound from heaven. But it does not end with the sound. It's followed by the fruit. The fruit of the Spirit should follow the infilling of the Spirit. A holy life is one that can be seen and heard. Have you ever noticed that the top of a pomegranate looks like a crown? King Solomon must have noticed it too, because when he built the temple, Solomon had pomegranates engraved in the crowns of the columns that marked the entrance of his temple. This is the third beauty found within the metaphor of a pomegranate, a higher life. There were two immense columns crafted to form the entrance of Solomon's temple. They were called Jachin, in God there is strength, and Boaz, in God there is direction. Around the crown of these tall columns were fruit that were also crowned, the pomegranates. Your new life in Jesus Christ is one of a higher life. Paul commanded us to set our affections on things above and not on things below. In the first chapter of the prophet Joel, we read of a people who have turned from God. The prophet says of them, the pomegranate tree has withered. When we turn from our high calling to the beggarly elements of this world, we lose the power and the dimension of the higher life, the fresh life, the new life in Christ. Please notice that the pomegranates were at the base of the priest's garments, the lowest point in the temple. They were also at the highest point of the temple, at the top of the columns. In everything, God wants the evidence of a brand new life to shine through in our example. For the first three beauties of the pomegranate, we've remained on the outside. Now we journey inside the fruit, and we quickly notice something. The outward beauty of the pomegranate pales to the beauty found within. In describing his bride, Solomon twice said that her temples were like pieces of pomegranate beneath the veil. I don't know if that would pass as a compliment today, but it's pointing to a fourth beauty, the inward life. The beauty of the Christian life is not merely extrinsic, but intrinsic, not just exterior, but interior. The outside of Moses' tabernacle was covered with badger or porpoise skins. Not so pretty, right? But within was the gold, within were the precious stones. On the inside was the golden altar of incense. On the inside was redemption. What's the rule? Man looks on the outside, but God looks on the inside. The plastic surgeon may make someone look good on the outside, but only the great physician can make someone beautiful within. Changing within is the only ticket 
for lasting change. Once you open the pomegranate, you not only see these beautiful seeds, but you see row after row of seeds. Your new life is also a connected life. And that is the fifth beauty of the pomegranate, that you and I are not islands, that we are better together than we are alone. We are stronger together. Godly people draw goodness out of one another. Paul said that he has raised us up to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Notice the plurality there. Alone, we are not powerful, but together we become the body of Christ. Lined up in rows, we are found in him that we should stay connected one with another. The psalmist exclaimed, how beautiful, how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. When we get in one mind, one accord, the church is born anew. This may be difficult for you to keep up with, but let me list the five beauties of the pomegranate thus far. It's a blessed life, a holy life, a higher life, the inward life, and a connected life. And finally, there are two more beauties. The sixth beauty is a fulfilled life. You see, for hundreds of years, the Jews have believed that the typical number of seeds in a pomegranate was 613. For a people who value numbers, this number, 613, is one of the most powerful in all of Hebrew teaching. You see, the Jews believe that there are 365 negative commandments. That's one for every day of the year. And there are 248 positive commandments in what we call the Old Testament. That's one for each bone of the human body, that we stand on the promises of God. And together, the 365 negative and the 248 positive add up to 613 commandments in the Old Testament as codified by the scholar Maimonides. The 613 seeds within a pomegranate speak of the sum total of what God expects from us. They point to a fulfilled life. The sheep in the 23rd Psalm say, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. God wants us fulfilled, not frustrated, productive, not pitiful. Count the seeds of the pomegranate. Count your blessings. Don't discount them. Find joy in the ordinary to finish the race. And you will win if you just finish the race. And then finally, the last beauty of the pomegranate. For hundreds, if not thousands of years, people have believed that the pomegranate was the original fruit of the tree of life. Ancient artists painted the apple on the tree. The word pomegranate actually means grained apple. And so the seventh beauty of the pomegranate is eternal life. No matter how you slice it, the pomegranate speaks to you and I, not just of the more abundant life in Jesus Christ, but of the life that is to come. After Solomon and his Shulamite bride were married, we read of the cup of vows in Song of Solomon 8 2. 
Within the cup was spice wine from the juice of pomegranates. It's called the cup of vows. Each time we take communion, we are in a sense pointing to a life that is to come, a life beyond this one, an eternal life found in the world to come. In this week that we are focusing on metaphors, scriptural and spiritual metaphors that enable us to live an overcoming life, we stumble first upon the pomegranate, seven beauties, each depict an aspect of our new life in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are blessed. We are holy. We live a higher life, an inward life, a connected and fulfilled life. And most importantly, even now, we're living our eternal lives. All point to a present hope and a future joy. The promise of pomegranates was one of the seven blessings of the promised land. And you and I both live under the same promise. A sevenfold beauty of an overcoming life. I know we should always be careful with metaphors in Scripture. But to me, the pomegranate reveals the beauties of the life that we now live. I don't want to ever forget that. I don't want to ever forget what the Lord Jesus Christ did for me and for you at Calvary. He died that we might have this abundant, overcoming life each and every day of our lives. I'm so happy you're a part of our Daily Devotion family. Thank you for being a part of this today. Thank you for sharing in Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.